0: Second Corinthians chapter 13. This is the third time I'm coming to you. Every charge must be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. I warned those who sinned before and all the others, and I warn them now while absent as I did when present on my second visit, that if I come again, I will not spare them. Since you seek proof that Christ is speaking, is speaking in me. He is not weak in dealing with you but is powerful among you, for he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God.
1: Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test, but we pray to God that you may not do wrong, not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Your restoration is what we pray for. For this reason, I write these things while I am away from you, that when I come, I may not have to be severe in my use of the authority that the Lord has given me for building up and not tearing down.
0: Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another. With a holy kiss, all the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, great ending to great book of the Bible, and this is the end of Second Corinthians. And so, Paul, you know, he he's uh, hoping to come to Corinth soon, and he would love to find all things in order when he gets there and he would love for the troublemakers to be, um, back in their right mind. And, you know, I, I think it's easy, you know, Paul, he kind of uses some intense language. He's very aware of apostolic authority and, you know, he, he uses some language like, you know, don't basically don't make me use my authority over you. Mm. And, um, that can sound a little uh, too confrontive or power trippy to us. And I think it's easy to feel like Paul's maybe being in his own way divisive or something, but I love, you know, even within this chapter, we kind of have a, a resounding rejection of that notion. You know, what, what is the aim here in verse 11, as he's closing, he says, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you, and so you know what he wants in Corinth is peace. He wants them to agree with each other and comfort each other and be restored to one another, and you know that takes hard work and it takes order. Mm. Um, and you know, yesterday one of the one of the things that he mentions uh, that he's afraid he'll find is a disorder, which mm. is interesting because. Uh, you know, I think as Americans, we might like disorder a little, you know, like the Boston Tea Party sort of vibe of like, <laughs> let's all go dance in the streets and throw tea in the harbor and, yeah. uh, you know, rise up above authority. But, you know, we should long for this restored, comfortable, um, like holy comfort mm. order um, where Jesus is reigning and we are um, in agreement and in love with one another. So Yusef. What are your thoughts on uh, on everything going on here? As Paul wraps up, you know, he he
1: the strong and weak, you know, this idea of weakness and strength, you know, the Corinthian church would have had an understanding, a worldly understanding, perhaps of strength, mm-hmm. and and to have this man come in and say, "Um, for we are glad when we are weak and you are strong," like we we want to see you strong, even if it means at the expense of Paul's weakness, yeah, of being yeah. weakened. yeah. Um, and, and you know, in the previous section, he he talks about this parent-child relationship. You know, it's the parents who save up for the children and so forth. And, you know, as a parent, oftentimes you see these two things play out with children and their children are very different. One child could be very compliant mm-hmm. and another child could be very obstinate or willful. Mm-hmm. And I, I found in my compliant, and each each of them come with complexities. They're not they're not they're they're both sinners, but you know it. You know the at least the compliant one. It's like <laughs> when 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 confronted, they immediately like tear up and they realize like what they've done, and they they mm-hmm. come ru- running back to me and they want to be restored to me. Mm-hmm. But there's the willful one that it's just like. They stay in that willfulness. They mm. stay in that obstinate state, yep. and it is so frustrating. And I could just—I I hear Paul almost as a dad saying, "Like, <laughs> totally, I'm coming down here. Don't make me come down there a third time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but he, Don't let me pull this car over. Yeah, I'm gonna pull this car yeah. over.
1: It's frustrating. Um, and but he's—he's—he's he's, he's obviously telling them, you know, that the aim should be, and I want you to be restored to to, to the Lord. Restored to me, but also you need to have this this restoration with one another. Because guarantee you, if he if they're not restored to the Lord or or to, to him, to Paul in, in what he's in what he's commending them to do or exhorting mm-hmm. them to do, they're definitely not restored to each other, right? There's, yeah. there's disorder yeah. amongst them. Totally. So
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think parenting, I mean, Paul many times throughout this, and you know, Paul was unmarried and childless, and and so, but he uses the the parenting. Uh, analogy for his relation to relationship to this church and others so much. And um th- that is such a, a potent image of everything going on here. And you know, I was definitely the latter child that you were describing. I like, growing up, I just remember being the, the obstinate butthole child who <laughs> <laughs> just wanted my own way. Uh even to my demise, just to prove that I could get it. Um and you know I I think like we've mentioned, it's easy to see Paul as like this, it's almost like he's like power tripping and trying to strong arm the church um, to mm. just get authority. And that that's totally not what's in play here. And I just think of myself as a child in those moments where my parents are just like trying to like urge me towards repentance mm. and like right conduct. Mm. And, you know, it's not like my parents were like, trying to strong arm, like the, the end game there was not my dad, like wanting to like show who's who in the situation. But the, the goal was that our home would be peaceful, that me and my sisters would get along, that we would all be doing things that would be like productive and good for us. Mm. And that is, you know, Paul says in uh, verse nine, your restoration is what we pray for. Mm. So, you know, a godly pastor a godly leader is what. What are they ultimately seeking? They're seeking the restoration of God's people, the peace, you know, the the flourishing of God's people, and abiding in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And you know, for those of us being led, you know, what what does godly followership look like? It it looks like responsiveness, mm-hmm. you know, responding to that and trust. And you know, as, as a child. Would trust their parent, and upon being confronted, you know, turn and, and seek restoration and comfort. Um, that we would do likewise, and so mm-hmm. it, it really is um, a, a powerful blueprint for what we ought to look like as leaders and as followers of, you know, under authority in mm-hmm. the church. That's great,
1: and and I love that he, the the ultimate. Hinge of of which this door is kind of resting on is this idea of examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not know? Realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you. So, notice he's saying like, if he's in you, then you 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 ought to regret yeah. what's happening here. You yeah. should be repentant. Absolutely. Um, and, and so that's that's a that's a test. That's a question for for all of us for for our church for for um, for every believer. Do you Absolutely. know that the Lord is in you? If he's in you, then you're going to move towards this restoration and comfort and agreement and peace. But mm-hmm. if he's not in you, this is going to this 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 stuff's going to continue mm. uh, un, unabated
0: and unrepented of. Yeah. Th- that is that is a great like the testing yourself. That's a great place to land. You know, cuz testing yourself in the sense, you know, he, he's basically saying like look at your life and and look for the god's spirit in your life Hmm. and that that's really a win-win equation because basically if you examine yourself and see that you are not truly standing in faith Hmm. then you know here's your there's your diagnosis and here's the answer come to jesus you know he he will receive you that's right and and join his kingdom and on the other side of the win-win if you examine yourself and see that you are truly standing and living and acting in faith, then you are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so, you know, whatever is amiss, whatever is gone wrong, there's comfort, there's grace, and there's healing because you walk with God. And so it's a great place to stand and to move forward as a church and to move forward as believers. So I've I've loved going through Second Corinthians. And you know, tomorrow, Josh, uh, we're, we're starting a week long walk through Song of Solomon, which we've already recorded and it's a good time. So looking forward to it. Yeah, you are. So for Josh Youssef, this is Will Carlisle. And we can't wait to see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you